Now, ladies and gentlemen, please sit back and get ready to enjoy the drama and musical presentation of Then Jesus Came. Hello? Hello? Lizzie, are you there? 
Lizzie! You ain't gotta yell, Tilly, honey. I ain't diff, you know. Leastwise, not since I got my new hearing aids. How's tricks? Lizzie, my joints are killing me, and it's only November. I won't be able to move by the time Christmas gets here. My guess is that our little city of Forest Grove is headed for another record-breaking winter. Well, I guess trees did turn mighty early this year. Reckon it'll be as bad as winter of 42? Land of Goshen, I hope not. That was a doozy. Lizzie, tell me now, what do you think about this new preacher we got? Oh, if you ask me, his wife is a little purty. A little too purty, if you ask me. But I guess he seems like a pleasant enough sort of fella. Maybe a might young. Young? Uh, Grandpa Billy said he's fresh out of Bible college. And you know what that means. What? He ain't got no experience. No experience at all. Why, he's practically a baby in arms, still wet behind the ears. And you and me both know they don't make young folks like they used to. Well, I'll be, Tilly. You're right. And to think we're entrusting the keeping of these precious souls to that young whippersnapper. Why didn't we think of this before we voted him in? Oh, well, I mean... you. It takes some time to think some of these important matters through. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, don't you know? But, but don't fret none. Grandpa Billy, he's run this town for 40 years, and he'll keep a tight leash on that kid, Pastor. Winters in the small town of Forest Grove were bitterly cold, and so were the townspeople. Mountains of powdery snow piled up everywhere, and the cutting, icy wind drove everyone into a kind of frustrated hibernation around their old pot-bellied stoves. Except for an occasional trip to Grandpa Billy's general store, most folk just stayed inside and communicated by telephone. Temperatures often plunged below zero, but inside the one lone church in Forest Grove, it was below zero all year long. Pastor Jeff Thompson had just arrived in town with his wife, Ellen, and their six-year-old son, Tommy. Pastor Thompson was earnestly seeking God's blessing on his first pastorate and was eager to get started on that first Sunday morning. Good morning, everyone. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be your new pastor. Honestly, I've looked forward to stay for such a long, long time and I can't believe it's finally here. I promise you I'm going to try my best to be a blessing and a help to you as we bring more people into the kingdom of God. Now, kids, I have some exciting news for you. Now, some of you guys know that my wife, Ellen, plays the piano. And next Sunday, we'd like to start a children's choir right... Uh, in George. George. Uh, I... uh, yeah, Grandpa Billy. Uh, and, but, but the name's Jeff. Jeff. Oh. Sorry, son. <laughs> it's okay. Did, did you want to say something, sir? Oh, well, it's nothing. It's just that, uh, well, this church has never had a children's choir before, and I don't think we need to be starting one either. Seems like a pretty big undertaking to me. Well, listen, it's, you don't have to do any of the work. My wife will play the piano, I'll do the songs, and it will be a wonderful program. It's just going to work together, and it's, it's going to grow. Now you listen here, sonny boy, and you remember your place. I learned a long time ago that these things have a way of getting out of hand in no time. Just give me some time, boy. I'll talk it over with the deacons. Grandpa Billy, can I, can I ask you, what's the problem with just teaching the songs, just a few Christmas songs to the children? Well, it ain't that it's necessarily wrong. It's just we ain't never done it that way before.
All the children were disappointed that they couldn't begin the children's choir right away, and so were most of their parents. But no one had the courage to oppose Grandpa Billy. Besides, everyone was certain that the idea would be approved by the deacon board eventually. After all, what reasonable deacon would actually vote against having a children's choir? Lizzie, did you hear? Hear what? The deacons finally got together last night and they voted on the children's choir. Well, it's about time. Pastor Thompson was trying to start that children's choir five weeks ago. Why does Grandpa Billy care about some children's choir anyhow? As soon as he goes in that church house and sits down, he falls right to sleep. So, what happened at the meeting? Grandpa Billy just told him he didn't believe in children's choirs, and that was the end of it. Wait, you mean they didn't even vote? Now remember, Lizzie dear, Grandpa Billy and his father built that church house of ours with their own two hands, one board at a time. Grandpa ought to have a say in what goes on around here. You're right, Tilly, honey. And if Grandpa Billy's again it, I'm again it too. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Thompson's troubles were just beginning. He tried to start a Wednesday night prayer meeting, but the deacons voted that down too. Mostly because Wednesday nights were the same nights that Grandpa Billy and his cronies had played dominoes for over 20 years. And as Grandpa Billy put it, playing dominoes was religion in action. Then, Pastor Thompson asked if he could install lights in the church basement for some much-needed Sunday school space. But Grandpa Billy opposed that, too. Grandpa Billy always said, can't be too careful with the Lord's money. Then, everyone began to notice a strange phenomenon. Every Sunday, Grandpa Billy was beginning to stay awake for a little more of the church service. And it wasn't because he was enjoying what he heard. In closing, we see that Nicodemus seemed to have everything going in his favor. He's both a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin. I guess you could say this Sanhedrin was something like, um, well, our deacon board. But Nicodemus was recognized as one of the most outstanding spiritual leaders of his day, and yet Jesus told him that being a spiritual leader in the church wasn't enough. Nicodemus needed to be born again, born completely over by the Spirit of God.
As the service came to a close, even the children were whispering about it. Grandpa Billy had actually stayed awake through the entire service. He hadn't dozed off not even one time. As soon as the final amen was pronounced, Grandpa Billy made a beeline for Pastor Jeff. Good to see you, Grandpa Billy. Same to you, I'm sure. Uh, are you, are you, do you need something? Now don't go trying to sweet talk me, sonny boy. We ain't asleep out there in the pews, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't Now really you just keep this evangelism stuff out of this morning service. Eh, it may be all right to use it on the children in Sunday school, but I don't want any of it in the pulpit. Your sermon's getting way too preachy. Sir, I, I really don't know what you mean. Let me put it like this. Every one of us in this church here was baptized before you was even knee-high to a June bug. Yes, sir, I realize that. Then why do you keep on ranting and raving about sin, salvation stuff, like we was a bunch of heathen or something? I just better quit it before you confuse some of these old-timers, such as myself. Uh, but, Grandpa Billy, all I was doing was explaining the story of Nicodemus from the Gospel of John. Ain't you been listening to me, boy? That's exactly what I've been talking about! You just better keep all these Gospel and Nicodemus books out of this morning service. We don't allow nothing in this church here except the Bible. The Bible, I say! It was good enough for my grandfather, and it's good enough for you, too. Understand? I think so. I hope so. For your sake. Amen. Lord, I confess that sometimes I wonder why you brought me and my family here to Forest Grove. It just seems like everything I do is wrong. Everybody's out against, is just against us, Lord. And yet, you have said in your word, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Lord, I, I'm going to fast and pray for these next three days, and I plead with you, just, just give me one man, one man, who will love you with his whole heart. Lord, please.
cold knock on the front door. This is my answer, the young pastor thought as he literally jumped to his feet and ran for the door. Only one obstacle stood between the racing reverend and his answer to prayers. That obstacle was one of his son's stray roller skates, which was carelessly parked right in the middle of the hallway. As the pastor rounded the corner from his study to the hallway, without warning, his left foot flew east, his right foot flew west, and for one frantic moment, Pastor Thompson was completely airborne in angelic flight. However, it wasn't long before the laws of gravity regained control of the situation, and the pastor came in for a crash landing on the hardwood floor. Moments later, and only half conscious, Pastor Thompson dizzily surveyed his situation. There was a sharp stabbing pain in his left shoulder, and his throbbing right leg was curled up under his body where he knew it shouldn't be. His wife was at the grocery store, and Tommy was at school. There was no use calling for help unless his answer to prayer was still waiting at the door. Pastor Thompson painfully tried to pull himself up on a nearby couch. Come in. If anyone's out there, you can come in. Door is open. Hi, preacher. Oh, it's, it's you. Were you expecting maybe Santa Claus? Well, it's not that I'm not happy to see you. It's just, well, I was expecting someone else. What's that blood on your face? I bet you've been in a fight, haven't you? Whoa, wait till I tell the guys about this. They'll never believe it. No, Bobby. I wasn't in a fight. As I was trying to go answer the door, I, I tripped on Timmy's roller skate. And Do you think you would call Doc's Forsyth for me? I really think that my leg is broken. Bobby stood in a state of shock. Jaw dropped, eyes bugged, and brain in neutral. Racing through his nine-year-old mind were the possible headlines of the next day's newspaper. Bobby Simpson, modern-day superhero, saves pastor's life. <laughs> Suddenly, something snapped in Bobby's brain. He bolted from his trance and raced for the phone as though mere seconds separated the pastor from eternity. Unfortunately, Bobby never saw Tommy's stray roller skate. After clumsily tripping and flying through the air, the full weight of Bobby's 72 pounds came crashing down on the suffering pastor's poor, broken leg. Ah! Bobby! I'm sorry, preacher, I'm sorry. Why are these things always happening? Oh, where's that phone? Operator, operator, this is an emergency. Tell Doc Forsyth to get over to Pastor's house in a hurry. Wait, he's serving a baby. Well, Pastor's bad hurt. We can't wait. Tell that baby to get on and move on and hurry, or my Grandpa Billy is going to hear about this. Well, it sounds like we're going to be here for a while. Do you mind having a seat? No, thank you. Ah, come on. What brought you here in the first place? Oh, nothing. It's all right. You can tell me. Oh, just want to talk. Well, let's talk. It's, it's not like I'm going anywhere. Oh, you don't feel like talking now. Listen, Bobby, I, I'm going to be fine. Come on, sit down. What's, what's bothering you? It's just, it's just, remember last Sunday when you were talking about Nick, Nick somebody? Nicodemus? Yeah, that's the guy. And you said that he had to come to Jesus and get born... Born over, born over again? Yes. And you said that getting born over was asking Jesus to come into your heart and to forgive you for your sins and everything. Yeah, yes, Bobby, I remember that. Go on. Well, you know what, Bobby? Let me ask you this. Have, have you ever done that before? Have you ever asked Jesus in your heart? No, I haven't, preacher. I'm a sinner, a bad sinner. Like the time I spread itching powder all over Mrs. Nurton's fur coat. <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice now, was it? Then there was a time I cooked Mrs. Barnett's cat in Mom's microwave. Bobby! Then last week I snatched all the cookies out of the box that you were getting ready to send to the poor folks for Christmas. So you're yes, the one. Yes, preacher, I'm the run. I reckon I must be the worst sinner that ever lived. Oh, what should I do, preacher? Oh, what should I do? Bobby, those are the most beautiful words that I've heard since I've come here to Forest Grove. Preacher, I've got to get born over, born over again. You know what? What's stopping you from asking Jesus in your heart right now? Do you think he'll listen to me? Oh, Bobby, I am sure he's going to listen. Lord, you and me are the only ones that know all the bad things I've done. 
I'm awfully sorry, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Now, please let me get born over and live for you from now on. Lord, thank you. Your ways are so much higher than ours. Bobby Simpson, the nine-year-old town pest, had been the terror of the whole community. But then Jesus came, and little Bobby would never be the same again. When Bobby rose to his feet, he threw his arms around the pastor's neck and whispered, He came in, just like you said. As the tears flowed, the pastor kept remembering the scripture he had been reading that morning. Great and marvelous are thy works. Great and marvelous are thy works.
That's right, Lizzie. When old Doc Forsyth got to Pastor Thompson's house, it looked like a tornado had struck. The pastor was half dead, his leg was busted in two places, and Grandpa Millie's grandson was down on his knees praying. What do you make of it? I don't rightly know, Tilly. Do you suppose Pastor wrestled Bobby down and made him pray? Could be, but if that's what happened, Pastor was lucky to only come out of it with just a broken leg. Well, maybe breaking his leg was part of some wild-eyed ritual Pastor performed on Bobby. Oh, sounds awful suspicious to me. I'll bet you ten to one they was a practicing some kind of Bulgarian voodoo. Well, I don't know what they was doing, but I do know one thing. Bobby ain't the same boy. Well, his mother told me he's practically turned into an angel overnight. He's been obeying his folks most all the time, and he even tries to be kind of that bratty sister of his. You know, my nephew told me that Bobby's even peddling his religion at school. He's trying to get all his friends saved, as he calls it. I don't like it. Well, I wonder if this preacher's wife has anything to do with these strange goings on. I told you she was too purty for her own good. Grandpa Billy isn't going to sit idly by while some renegade preacher tears his town apart. He's got plans. Have you been working the switchboard again, Leslie? Mm-hmm. And yesterday afternoon, I heard Grandpa Billy tell his domino partner that if this heretic preacher didn't settle down, he was going to boot him clear out of the state. Is that so? Yep. And his words weren't religious neither. Really? What were some of them? Well, of course, I wouldn't normally repeat such language. Oh, don't worry, Lizzie, dear. I won't tell a soul. I mean, I ain't never been one to gossip no how. <laughs> well, all right. I even wrote it down so I wouldn't forget nary a word. As Christmas approached, there was a strange sense of division taking place at the Forest Grove Church. Bobby had led several of his friends to Christ, and many of the other school kids were coming home asking their parents what it meant to be born over, as Bobby called it. Also, rumor had it that Doc Forsyth had gotten saved at Pastor Thompson's house after church on one Sunday night. Some of his patients said that Doc claimed to be working for a new boss, someone called the Great Physician. The result was a new boldness in Pastor Thompson's preaching. The Bible says that all of our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags in God's sight. And because of our sin, we are not worthy to enter into God's presence. But there is one who is worthy. And this is the heart of the Christmas story, that God sent a little lamb to that manger in Bethlehem to shed his blood for all mankind. No, we're not worthy. But that we can place our trust in the Lamb of God because worthy is the Lamb.
Finally, on December 23rd, the inevitable happened. Pastor Thompson, as well as every other church member, received a mimeographed letter from Grandpa Billy calling for a church business meeting at 12 noon on none other than Christmas Day. Pastor Thompson tried to get in touch with Grandpa Billy, but Grandpa refused to talk with him. In fact, Grandpa Billy had not shown his face in church since his grandson had met the Lord. Lord, it looks like time's about over for me here at Forest Grove. Please, just, just work in Grandpa Billy's heart. I, I love these folks. I guess, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out to be a pastor after all. But Lord, you are still in control. And if it will please you, please, just work a miracle in our little church. Lord, I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Sometimes when life seems gentle and blessings flood my way, I turn my gaze away from you and soon forget to pray. But when the sky grows darker and courage turns to fear, my anxious voice cries upward with words you long to hear. Lord, I need you. When the sea of life is calm, oh Lord, I need you. When the wind is blowing strong, whether trials come or cease, keep me always on my knees. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, help me to remember I'm weak, but you are strong. I cannot sing apart from you, for Lord, you are my song. Although I'm prone to wander and boast in all I do, Lord, keep my eyes turned upward so I depend on you. Lord, I need you when the sea of life is calm. Oh, Lord, I need you when the wind is blowing strong, whether trials come or cease. Keep me always on my knees. Lord, I need I need you. Whether trials come or cease, keep me always on my knees. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. At 7 a.m. on Christmas morning, Pastor Thompson plugged in the lights on their little tree, called Timmy and his wife Ellen around him, and read the Christmas story. It had been a long night. Pastor Thompson had prayed all night that God would work a miracle in the lives of his small flock. As noon approached, people poured into the Forest Grove Church. It had never been so packed. Little children were being shoved into the nursery, dragging their new toys behind them people were being seated on either side of the aisle, depending on whether they were for or against Pastor Thompson. Lots of extra chairs had to be set up on the against side. As the organ played softly, an eerie sort of feeling began to settle over everyone. It was almost as though they were attending a funeral, Pastor Thompson's funeral. At 11.59, the pastor and his wife slipped in the side door and took their seats. It was obvious that they had been crying. Then at 12 o'clock sharp, in walked Grandpa Billy, 
the man whose word had always been final in Forest Grove. Friends, relatives, fellow members, I think you know why I've called this meeting here today. These past few weeks, people have been making religion their whole lives, claiming to be born over, as my grandson calls it. And this man here is to blame. Here I have a letter stating that it is effective tonight, December 25th, 1956, Pastor Jeffrey E. Thompson hereby resigns as the pastor of Forest Hill Grove Church. It only lacks his signature, and I brought us all here to be witnesses of its signing. But I have a better idea. Bobby, come up here and show these folks my new plan. Since me and Pastor Thompson are such good friends, Grandpa Billy asked me to take this here letter and hold it up for all to see. Then he told me to rip it up into itsy bitsy pieces just like this. Because Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Pastor Thompson. Grandpa, Grandpa Billy got born over, born over on Christmas Day. Grandpa Billy, did you really get saved? <laughs> well, Pastor, it's like this. Last night, I just couldn't sleep. I had to wonder what if what happened to my grandson is real. So I got up and got my father's old Bible out and began to read. I read that story of Nicodemus, didn't even know that was in the Bible. <laughs> read some other parts too, and before long I'd realized how wrong I had been. Just then I heard a knock at my door, and, well, it was Bobby. He came through the cold and through the snow in the night just to tell me that, well, he loved me and that he wanted to see me get born over too. So I did. I got on my knees and asked Jesus to take away my sins. Pastor Jeff, I, I've been carrying this load of sin on my shoulders the past 25 years, and Jesus came and took it all away. I've been a cantankerous old fool these past few months, and I hope that you could find it in your heart to forgive me. Grandpa Billy, of course I forgive you. Honestly, I'm just so glad you're saved. You have made this the best Christmas ever. What started out as a meeting to barbecue the preacher, God transformed into a glorious revival service that lasted for over three hours. No one who was there will ever forget it. Nearly half the congregation came forward and said they wanted to get born over too, just like Bobby and Grandpa Billy. And you know what? Pastor Thompson is still the pastor to this day. He loves his people, and my, how they love him. What happened? Well, it was kind of like a repeat of what took place almost 2,000 years ago in another small town thousands of miles away. The world was lost in sin, and the situation looked hopeless. But then... Jesus came.
Wow, that was a very powerful presentation. You know, it kind of made me think. She told the story of Nicodemus. And in the Jewish day of Christ's coming, think about it. Galatians chapter 4 says, in the fullness of time. The idea is, in the fullness of sin, Jesus came. Yes, Grandpa Billy, he pretty well had things up for quite a while. And Grandpa Billy lived the culture that he had learned, even the religious culture. And a lot of times, we're caught up in religion. This is the way they've always done it, as the ladies said. And yet, when you think about it, how many have a religion that, well, this is the way my parents did it, this is the way my grandparents did it, this way so-and-so did it. But the ultimate way is found in the Word of God. See, the preacher Thompson, he preached from John. Grandpa Billy said, he needs to preach from the Bible. Well, Grandpa Billy obviously didn't read his Bible because John is in the Bible. Nicodemus was a very well-trained religious man. But he did not have Jesus Christ as Savior. He wasn't born over. In other words, born again. And Jesus said that to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you must be born again. How can a man be born again when he is old? And he did not understand that he wasn't talking about a physical birth. He was talking about a spiritual birth. You see, the Bible lets us know that every one of us are born sinners, separated from God. That's what the word death means, is separation. We are separated from God when we're born. We need a Savior. So Jesus came in the fullness of time. Matthew 18, 11 says it very well, that He came to save us. In the fullness of time He came to save us. And He came here with that very purpose, to save us. Why do we need saved? The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when you think about it, Adam and Eve committed how many sins? One. And the wages of that sin was eternal death, to be separated from God forever in a lake of fire, unless there was a Savior. Pastor Thompson needed somebody to come and help him that day. He fell. But he kept praying. And Uncle Billy, Grandpa Billy, the, the guy that was so hard Pastor Thompson didn't give up on him. You're here tonight. That tells me one thing. God hasn't given up on any of us. Perhaps some of those people in the church were truly born again. But they had gotten so involved in religion that they did not know the Word of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, everyone needs a Savior. The Bible didn't say all have done big sins, tremendous sins, oh, a whole lot of sins. No, it just says for the wages of sin. It didn't say how much sin. Wages of sin is death. Final, complete separation from God forever in the lake of fire. But the gift, not what we've earned. What we've earned is go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you ever thought about it? That's what Christmas is all about. Eternal life 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so the Bible says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord, he is God. Jesus, he was humanity that was, came from heaven to be made flesh that he might be our sin bearer. And he bore all of our sin that day, even though none of us in this auditorium had been born yet. Yet he was dying for all sin for all time that day. 1 John chapter 2 says he is the propitiation, that is the entire payment, not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. See, Pastor Thompson was doing something, and then that little boy, I tell you what, guess what? He started doing something. Everything that you and I should do is tell others about being born again. Born again. But first, you must be born again. So what do you do? Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart, your life, yourself, your very being, for with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness, not his own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ, who paid his penalty in full, and therefore we would be accepted in him. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you see, my friend, what must you do? You must admit, I'm a sinner. Secondly, you must realize Jesus is the only Savior and the only way I'm going to go to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Thirdly, you must believe God's Word who says that if you come to Him in John chapter 6, He will in no wise cast you out, but you must come to Him. Maybe you've had religion, maybe you've been baptized Maybe you even said a prayer somebody told you to say. But did you receive him as your Lord and Savior, saying, Lord, take away my sin, and I'm giving you my heart, I'm giving you my life, I'm yours. Save me. You know what? You can do that tonight. You can do that right now. Let's bow our heads, please. You know, if you're not sure if you died today that heaven's your home, I'm not asking you, are you religious? I'm not asking you, have you been baptized? I'm not asking you, have you done good works? I'm asking you, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you given Him your heart tonight, uh, sometime? Now is the time if you haven't. I'm going to form a prayer. The prayer that I formed would only be words if you didn't mean it. But if you would like to right now ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life as your Lord and Savior, then I want you to pray silently these words as I pray them aloud. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for all my sins. He shed his blood for me. He died for me. And he was buried. And three days later, he rose up bodily from the grave. So right now, I receive Jesus Christ into my life, my heart, as my Lord, as my God, as my Savior. Save me right now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now, if their heads still bowed and their eyes still closed, if you just now prayed that prayer and you meant it, you meant it, would you indicate that by the raising of your hand? Just raise it up. Unless you're ashamed of it, raise your hand up. All right, perhaps it's a Christian. Say, you know what? I think I've been part of that other crowd, and I see that hand. I've been a part of that crowd, but Lord, I want to be part of the crowd 
that's like Pastor Thompson that tells others about born again. If that's your heart, tell it to Jesus right now in your pew, right where you sit. Now, Lord, we've just presented your gospel in music, in drama, and now in word. So I pray, Father, anyone who leaves this auditorium tonight, I know that one day before God, if they die without Christ, they're without excuse. Lord, we love them. We want them to be saved. So as you did not give up in the story about Billy, Grandpa Billy, I pray you would not give up on that soul. And yet that soul has to make a decision. So I pray that you would do that in their heart. Don't let up in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.